Good evening, everybody, and welcome to the 18th episode of the Soccer Scene in conjunction with Sport and Limerick. We're joined by the ever-reliable Noel O'Connor to discuss all things between the Nations League at the moment with Ireland involved in, in four games in a row in this clogged con, con fixture congestion, I suppose, in international football, which we're not used to. And obviously to discuss all things 3D United. We've had a week's break on the, the soccer scene in conjunction with the Airtricity League break, which took place last week for the First Division sides. I know we had Tommy Barrett, 3D United's manager, on, and he said that it was a welcome break for 3D. Noel, was it a welcome break for yourself? Are you refreshed? Oh, definitely refreshed and uh, looking forward to the weekend. Look, I mean, outside of doing the podcast every week, I certainly have an interest in what's happening in the league um, every week in terms of the Premier Division and and, and the First Division. So um, some interesting games certainly coming up this uh, this weekend. Yeah, absolutely. And, and one of those games which would be of huge interest to us anyway would be 3D United travelling to Ferry Carrick Park, Noel, where they take on Wexford FC. It's the second time 3D have travelled uh, to Wexford this year. They obviously won 5-1, a convincing enough win uh, up in Ferry Carrick Park, first game of the season. Their second time, their third time actually playing Wexford, they also beat them at the Markets Field uh, 2-1 in, in dramatic fashion with Stephen Christopher scoring a uh, penalty. So they'll be looking for a third win in a row. Huge opportunity, Noel, it must be said, for Treaty to put a six-point gap between themselves and Wexford and could be at least six points clear in fifth place if they get a win at Ferry Carry Park. But also, I suppose, because of Treaty not having won a game themselves in eight games, Wexford will be looking at this saying, we can go level uh, with Treaty. So a huge opportunity for both sides going into this. Yeah, it's a very intriguing game, there's no doubt about it. And, you know, a lot of subplots as well. Um, you're right about that three points, it seems amazing that 50% of uh, Treaty's wins have come against Wexford um, in the league so far, and yet um, Wexford are only three points behind them. And uh, it certainly is looking like, and I think the game on Friday will have a big bearing on it, a kind of a three-horse race, if you like, for that um, fifth place, because there's certainly been a bit of a, an upturn in form with Bray as well. And uh, there's no doubt that this is a really, really big game in terms of momentum for, for both Treaty and uh, Wexford on Friday. Um, I know from my own experience of, of managing that league, certainly Treaty have an Indian sign over Wexford and they had it last year as well. There was a couple of games where, you know, you felt that Wexford were certainly unlucky not to get something out of the game. Whatever about the first game in Ferry Carry Park, certainly was a case um, in the second fixture at the Marcus Field. You know, I'd say that Wexford would have felt, you know, quite aggrieved that they didn't get anything out of the game. But uh, they seem to have gone from, you know, from strength to strength. There was a lot of talk, obviously, about Ian Ryan being approached by Waterford United. And from what I've heard down there, they certainly threw the kitchen sink at uh, putting him away. They came back two or three times and with better offers and better offers. And, you know, it's probably something that's that's quite, quite, quite rare, particularly in that football in Ireland, where someone shows a bit of loyalty to a club that gave him a chance. I suppose it says a lot about Ian Ryan. He's a guy I don't know that well. Obviously, I do remember facing him as a player when he was with Shelburne and, and UCD. But uh, you have to commend the fact, because I, I know from what I've heard, it was a re really, really decent offer. So he's obviously happy where he was. It's certainly a massive boost for, for the club. And I'm sure um, for that squad of players as well. And when you look at their last couple of results, uh, results the most impressive one being obviously an ill-all draw below and against the free-scoring Cork City side. And by all accounts, they were full value for, for that point and clean sheet. Um, it's, it's making for uh, a really intriguing game on, on Friday night. 
That is true. And I know, I know you mentioned, obviously, they got a clean sheet. That's something that Ian Ryan was harping on a bit about, is that they really had to improve uh, defensively Wexford because, obviously, even Treaty scored five against them uh, recently. I know Joe Garman uh, quipped that Treaty felt they were going to win the Champions League after beating Wexford 5-1 on the opening night of, of the year. But they, they scored quite a few goals. Then Wexford looked like they were on for a draw in Maxfield. One long ball down the pitch, missed by the centre-backs. You could see the frustration uh, from Ian Ryan on the night on the sideline at them conceding from uh, a play like that. And that has been their Achilles heel. And I suppose that's something that that Treaty, you know, have to go for, you know, is get, get at their defence. And I think maybe an approach in terms of attacking the game would probably be the, the best form of defence at this stage. Yeah, and I suppose we're we're probably wondering here who's available for Treaty. Like, you know, mm. there doesn't seem to be too many uh, updates in terms of availability and 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 injury updates. And obviously, some we haven't mentioned yet, but Enda Kern, you know, who also was excellent on the night uh, below in Wexford the last day is probably a, a really key, key player now for Treaty. Seems that, you know, they're a lot more likely to, to score and win a game when he's on the pitch. And, you know, they can look quite toothless when he's not playing. Um, I know he, he was involved in, in, in the last couple of games, but I think if he is involved on Friday night, he'll be a massive boost to them and certainly a thorn in, in, in the Wexford side. Yeah, certainly will be the case. And I was looking back, actually, at the previous two games uh, against Wexford that were treaty had joy. I think it was with a formation that Tommy Barrett would be used to playing in terms of a 4-3-3 or some would say a 4-2-3-1, whichever way you look at it. Treaty have played a 4-4-2 formation, which would seem on the outset as being more attacking in a lot of games in the last round. And all. I suppose there is a lot riding on this game, even though there will be the bones of 15 matches after this as well. So there will be long time to go, but there is a lot riding on it in terms of confidence anyway for Treaty. Do you think that Tommy Barrett will think to himself, I need to come out of here with at least a point? Or do you think, like he says himself, that he will be going to, to Wexford with a view to winning this game and maybe playing with an attacking mindset? Yeah, I think he will be happy to get a draw. You know, I think a, a defeat would be kind of a, uh, certainly with the run that they're on, a kind of a, certainly a, a real demoralising defeat. Um, I think the difference between this league, say, and last year's league is the teams, you know, the reality is, and I know three. Waterford and I can't really see really putting a glove on the likes of Cork and Galway and, and Waterford so the points available are obviously the ones between themselves and from that point of view these games are you know have a bigger significance um, than they would have had last year so I would think that Tommy would be happy with a with a draw at the end I don't think he'll um, he'll say that obviously they'll certainly go to win um, in terms of formation I think you know, for me watching Treaty, I always feel a lot more comfortable when they have, you know, two solid central midfielders. I think they look a lot more solid um, when they have that. And if they do play a third midfielder, you know, someone who can do both sides of the game, attack when it's on and, and become a third uh, midfielder out of possession. And certainly to be solid on one side, which I think Matt Keane certainly gives you that. And maybe the bit of flair on the other side in terms of Stephen Christopher or Joel Costrain. Yeah, I wonder, that seems like the most likely option considering the two games that went uh, previously to this uh, for Tommy Barrett. I know that after the Waterford game, Noel, which obviously we didn't discuss in detail because of the break, Treaty had kept Waterford uh, down in nil-all first half, 
conceded a plethora of goals in the second half. And I know Tommy Barrett said there were sloppy goals. He was disappointed. He has said that is a recurring theme in, in recent weeks. Obviously, the most disappointing would be Waterford, Cove and Bray uh, in particular, which, which happened recently. And he has said that that does need to improve. It is an area of concern. I mentioned it for Wexford. It's also an area of concern for Treaty at the moment, Noel. And, you know, they, you need, especially on the road, you will, they will need to tighten that up. I totally agree. And like we have mentioned Wexford, but it was earlier in the season that it was a bigger issue for Wexford. It, it looks like something that they've kind of um, reduced, if you like, and it seems to be, you know, getting worse, for want of a better word, with um, with Treaty, particularly the goals and a couple of the goals that Water forgot, like they literally ran the length of the field um, to score, you know, which was really disappointing from, from a Treaty point of view. And uh, I just felt that they got in so so easily and like the kind of whole organization broke down at the end because for the last goal from the corner as far as I can remember there was no one in the front, in the front post and there was no one in the hole either which created a, uh, a big gap for Waterford to score second phase when the ball was headed back across the goals so things like that would certainly be concerning uh, particularly going away to to Wexford because obviously we spoke about their defensive frailties but you know we also have to say that they have some really good attacking talent and some really good players, the likes of Dini Cochran and a few more like him, who can certainly hurt you. Yeah, certainly. I know you mentioned that. We have mentioned Jack Doherty at length, the likes of Dini Cochran at length. So do you think, Noel, from speaking to on it earlier, that having Enda Kern and possibly Jack Lynch in the team is the key for Treaty to getting a result in Wexford? Oh, I think it'll be absolutely huge, yeah. Um, it'll be interesting to see what Tommy does uh, with Jack Lynch as well. You know, obviously... And you're probably going to bring it up, so we bring it up now that uh, Charlie yeah, Fleming has, has uh, the part of the scene, you know, when we're talking about selection and that. Yeah. And uh, obviously there's an option there at right back. Um, that is something I, I know... was going to ask you, Noel, because obviously the departure of Charlie Fleming, you know, a lot of people have bemoaned that departure. It was due to work commitments, uh, as far as I know, it was a full-time job offer in Cork, uh, and you know, from, from what we're led to believe, if rumours are to believe, he could be signing for Cove Ramblers in, in July on, on a part-time basis. That hasn't been confirmed by any uh, reliable source, though, as, as of yet. Um, he made 42 appearances for Treaty. The only one made more than him, is, as far as I'm aware, is Mark Ludden uh, and the team. He had 40 starts, Noel. Um, you know, you weren't his biggest fan, if I remember particularly last season, in terms of maybe a defensive uh, capacity, um, you know, a lot of he seems to have been a loss in terms of the eyes of many supporters. Uh, what, what, what do you think now, looking back on his time with Treaty, and how would you assess it? Yeah, I think it's look. He's um, he was a guy that was desperate to get a, a chance, you know, to prove himself in fairness to Tommy. He gave him that opportunity and gave him plenty of starts. Um, I thought, you know, he, I was disappointed overall in terms of his defensive uh, play. Uh, there was no doubt about it. I thought he did quite well going forward. Um, great cross for the ball. Some good um, set-piece deliveries. And uh, look, he was part of the treaty fairy tale, if you like, last year. Um, will he be a massive loss? Um, I'm not so sure. Um, we, I was mulling over what you could do. And like I'm looking at Matt Keane. I think defensively, he's, he's really good. Um, he gets forward as well. And, you know, to be fair to Charlie... Probably the way that Treaty set up their fullbacks can be a bit far up the pitch as well in terms of when there's a turnover. And I kind of touched on that there a while ago, the way 
Waterford counter-attacked him. And any team, even last year with UCD, when they counter-attacked him out wide, you know, it's always spelled trouble for treaties. So, you know, he might have been a different defender if um, if he was sitting nice and tight, but maybe that wasn't what he was told to do by his manager and, and coaches. But I think that Matt Keane could do a decent job for them. Certainly uh, very good defensively, I think, and wouldn't be afraid to get forward and put some decent balls into the box as well. Yeah, and that's an interesting one. And I know that it has been suggested, Noel, that Jack Lynch, obviously, could play there. He has played there in the past. He's very adept. The only worry, I suppose, with that is you don't really want to be taking Jack out of the centre of that team either. Um, that would that would be a worry if that was the case. Another player, I suppose, Noel, that has been tried there, only on the one occasion, as far as I'm aware, but it was something that Tommy had been looking at, uh, was Stephen Christopher at right back. What would you make of that? And do you think that's an option? Um. To me, he's a very attack-minded player. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, like I do, maybe I'm a bit old-fashioned as well, but I think your full-back's first job is to stop crosses and uh, to tuck in nice and tight alongside the centre half, cover in behind, particularly when the you know when the ball's on the far side of the pitch. And uh, you know if they can get forward and support the wide player, I'm very happy with that. And uh, it all depends what you want out of a manager. I think Mark Walsh. Did he play there once as well, I think? Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm not so sure. Is he available? I know we've been waiting for him to come back. He's uh, back, I, he was I, back I, in the last couple of games, yeah. So that might yeah, be I certainly prefer to see Jack Lynch play, particularly if Ender Kern is playing. I think uh, Jack Lynch would be an ideal foil behind him because Ender is so good at holding up the ball. And, you know, some of Jack Lynch's runs beyond the number nine this year and last year have been really, really good. Like, he doesn't do it all day, but he might do it three or four times. There's nearly always a positive result. Remember a, a fabulous goal he got against Bray, I think, lately as well. And, uh, you know, he has that in the locker, you know, and he's a big a big lad in the middle of the pitch as well, which is important. So, um, it would be nice to see that, you know, two solid central midfielders, maybe Callum McNamara, Joe Collins, whoever, there's an option to go with Mark Walsh um, on the right, or maybe Matt Keane. You know, and there is options there, you know. So uh, I think the shape will be important. I think they're going to have to be very solid out of possession and certainly um, they can let, let the space and room that they gave Waterford um, a couple of weeks ago available to this Wexford side, who I think are going to be in a very positive frame of mind, you know, with the positive news that they've got and the fact that they're still within striking distance of treaty despite having, to, having lost to them twice. And as Noel mentioned earlier, obviously we haven't got uh, injury updates or commit work commitment updates to bring you 3D team news at the moment. So, partially we can't really shed light on the players that are missing right now at, at this moment, although I do believe Jack Lynch will be back in contention. That's about all we do know. But it should be an intriguing game between Wexford and 3D on Friday evening, which will obviously be live on LOI TV. And we will be hoping, obviously, that the Limerick side come back with all three points. Noel, to finish it on the note with the national team, uh, due to time constraints, Noel, we're actually recording this podcast during one of the Irish games, which is not the best time to talk about uh, that, I suppose. Some people will call us silly. Some will say we're committed. I don't know which one we fall under. But um, obviously, it was a disappointing result for Stephen Kenny and his side on Saturday against Armenia. Armenia seemed to sit very defensively in a low block. Ireland didn't create an awful lot to break them down. From what I've seen earlier on in the game tonight, the likes of Jason Knight, they've looked bright, they've looked to be on the front foot against uh, Ukraine, although we're not fully sure of the, the score right now at this moment. Obviously, they have Scotland coming up as well Saturday, another big game. But obviously, this game with, with Ukraine, particularly tonight, that's one where you'd obviously be hoping that you know you pick up three points because they've made 10 changes to their side as well. Yeah, 
they've made 10 changes and they must be crushed with the results as well on Sunday. And obviously, you know, very, very unlucky to lose as well. I thought they had a storm on penalty when Joellen uh, fouled in the box. I couldn't believe that VAR didn't give it. And, um, you know, when it's your day, it's your day. And it certainly was Wales's day. And look, it must have been a big blow to them. But, you know, they're obviously in a very mad situation at the moment, you know, where the national team means so much and the eyes of the world are on them every time they play. And look, there certainly will be difficult uh, opposition for Ireland. I actually did see the first 15 minutes or so and I thought the tempo was quite high as well. And I'd have a little worry about, you know, how long, because I just felt that the Irish three seemed to be working extremely hard, even even to close down the Ukrainians who were so good at, at passing the ball around. Um, the result in Saturday was obviously very, very disappointing and, and a real body blow. But all you can do is head to the next game and 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 hope you can do better. But I think there's, there's a lot of work to be done with that group and hopefully they can get a positive result tonight. Our thanks once again to Noel O'Connor, our trusted lieutenant uh, and our analyst, analyst excuse me, uh, for the uh, game on Friday night with Wexford and Treaty. And obviously we hope that both Treaty and Ireland can get positive results the weekend. And we will be back next week and hope you can join us to discuss and have a post-mortem on the Treaty game against Wexford and obviously preview next week's action as well. So thank you for joining us.